We are entering the start to summer break, and I have decided to do some fun Q&A episodes throughout the summer in between some of my normally scheduled content. I will be answering questions that I receive, and one of the questions that I want to answer today is about writing centers. The question asks, how do you set up your writing centers? My team and I started them two years ago, but it is so hard to keep kids engaged with using it. What tips do you have for setting up writing centers that work? Y'all, writing centers are so powerful. They lend themselves perfectly to incorporating current and past writing skills. If created effectively and efficiently, you won't have to keep up the maintenance. If you are not quite using writing centers, I'm going to focus on the benefits and ways to make it flow flawlessly in your classrooms. And if you are listening to this episode at the time that it's airing, this can even be done in your final weeks of school. If you are using writing centers but feel like your students are bored or you're falling behind with constantly changing out activities, then this episode will speak directly to you. Before I dive into the content today, I want to give you a reminder that if you are a listener of the Literacy Dive podcast and enjoy all of the content that you've heard so far, I would love it if you could leave a rating and review so that others who are coming on over can be able to see what this podcast is about. I thank you so much in advance. So now let's dive into talking about creating useful writing centers. You are listening to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. Learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. With a passion for literacy and supporting teachers, here's your host, Megan Polk from Miss P's Style. Welcome back to The Literacy Dive podcast. I am so pumped to chat about this topic today. I have learned that it is never too late to start something. There really is no better time than today to implement something new, to refine something, or to simply test the waters with something. So right now, we are going to chat writing centers. I have had many questions about what literacy could look like in the final weeks of school, or for even those that are teaching summer school. And in many places, state testing is complete, so naturally students fade and it may be hard to keep them engaged. I get it. It's time for summer break. But what I want to let you in on is this little secret. I have actually always loved the time right after testing that leads up to summer break. This is when I always felt like we could learn, enjoy skills, practice being risky with trying new strategies, and truly find the love in education. This marks a time where there is learning with no strings attached, no testing, no assessing, and in some cases, no grades if the deadline is passed for final submissions. This is the time you can try new strategies, implement new practices, and see how your students adapt. Now, I love this time of year because I could often get a preview of what I didn't do previously that I would like to try for the following school year. 
When I received this question about writing centers a few weeks ago, my heart skipped a beat. Y'all, the excitement was so real. So writing centers, do you use them? Are they effective for you? Do your students enjoy them? Here are going to be some general tips for setting up a writing center that students will engage with. Now, first off is modeling expectations. Now, I won't necessarily count this as tip number one, but it's a given with all routine systems and procedures. You have to model. If you want something to run smoothly or to operate to your standards, it is important to model what you want to see. Now, this means doing role-playing, showing and not just telling, and addressing and revisiting any behaviors of routines you do not want to see. Do not breeze through this piece of modeling. What I share today is what your writing center can grow to be, but I will say up front, it is a good idea to only start with a few materials and grow the center as your students show they are ready for that growth. Adding piece by piece to the center does have a lot of impact and holds a lot of weight in recognizing what is new to the writing center. If you put everything out, as tempting and beautiful as it may be, it is grounds for disaster. There will be messes made, things mistakenly returned to the wrong place, and you might even break out in hives if you are that teacher that loves everything to be organized at the end of a day. So include the essentials, but as you have something exciting to add, make it a big deal. Introduce it, practice it a few days, and then add it to your center. So now I'm going to go into a few tips that have made my centers in the past super successful with students. Tip number one, use evergreen materials. A writing center serves as a place where students focus on the skills, strategies, and genres of writing. My magic word for anything that is related to a center is evergreen. This is where the main element or activity can stay in the center all year long. It is super general, so can be applied to several different concepts and times of the year. It can offer review or current practice. There are so many activities that you can place in your writing center. Evergreen activities are so nice because you can literally leave them in there all year long and they can be used again and again and again with different themes or applied to different units and students know what to do. This actually will award you with more time because your students will not have to learn the new station activity every single week. My favorite evergreen materials are writing center posters. Basically with these is it offers a variety of different reasons that writers like to write. And at any given time, your writers can be exploring with one, two, or more of those genres by their own selection, or maybe it is actually something that you want them to focus on, and the information for that genre is right there in front of them. So that is one of my favorite materials to use to keep up all year long. Something else that I love using are anything that's monthly, like writing prompts. These things I only have to swap out once a month, 
And honestly, I keep up the previous months because sometimes kids like to reference their mom's birthday or the day that their dog was born or a certain day over the weekend. So those types of activities, when you prep it, you leave it there all year or you can swap it out monthly. There's a lot of other tasks that lend itself to evergreen as well. So once you locate those tasks, teach them to your students and leave them in your centers. This is not to say that you cannot use seasonal materials. In fact, you can and you should. Like for the month of May, there is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, there is Mother's Day, there's Memorial Day. And if you have seasonal-specific literacy tasks, these are actually great for your centers. I can remember on multiple occasions, year after year, where I felt like I'm running out of time, I don't have time to teach these different holidays or seasonal types of events that I really wanted to share with my students. So by placing it in the writing center, it took that pressure away of me feeling like I did not have enough time and my students were still able to explore with those really fun holidays inside of the writing center. So for the writing posters, for monthly activities like writing prompts, for seasonal activities, all of these are great additions to your writing center. In the show notes, I am going to link to a couple of my favorite go-tos that have been in my centers before, and they might be something that you might want to add into your centers. Number two, keep it organized. Your writing center should be inviting. It should be a place and a space dedicated to the craft. You do not need a lot of materials in your center. Because they are general, the center will be purposeful. Think about storage. I have used letter trays for holding different paper types. I've used binder rings that can be able to hold different charts and activities that can be held up with a push pen. For the writing utensils and tools, I've included pens, pencils, erasers, markers, colored pencils, paper clips, binder rings, a stapler, tape. Those are basic tools that your writing center can include, and your students are not going to have to run all around trying to search for what they need. Label, label, label. If you want things put back into a certain place, take the time to add a label or a picture or both to whatever the storage container is. It is neat, aesthetically pleasing, and it's going to save your sanity if things drive you nuts like materials being in the wrong place or put back the wrong way. Set your expectations and follow through. Again, I kind of find that less is sometimes more in this case. So if you can find a fun caddy or if you can find a really nice pencil organizer where you can include scissors or anything, glue sticks that your students might need, as long as you can keep it labeled and organized, that is going to help your writing center to run smoothly and to be purposeful. Now, along with Thinking about keeping it organized, tip number three is to define your storage. And this is going to be not just for your materials, but also for the work. I have set up so many writing centers with different students of different grade levels and different systems work for different groups. 
My favorite method is students using a composition book to house all of their writing from workshop and from extra time or center activities. And I like this because you can manage all of their writing in one place and it's really easy to see the progression. With that being said, I do like to allow students the opportunity to use the writing paper that might match the genre that they're exploring. For example, if they're making a list of items that they need to write a recipe, I would like for them to use the slips of paper that most resemble making a list. Or if they are going to write that recipe, it's great to have them write the steps with transition words as well as illustrate the steps along the way having a place for them to write their materials and the ingredients. So certain paper lends itself well to the structure versus a composition notebook. And making cards, I would want kids to fold the card and keep the paper blank for creative liberty. So because of the loose paper, I also like each student to have a writing folder. The folder pockets will serve as a still working side and a completed side. Make sure that students write the date and know how to properly place the loose papers inside to the proper folder, and that will help you with managing what work is completed, what work they're still working on, and you can be able to see the progression of what is done. No matter what you implement, ensure that your students know where to keep their work or where to store their work. I have used the Lakeshore mailboxes, but honestly, that is not my favorite method at all for keeping writing center work. If one child breezes by and the papers fly out, it can just be a mess. So my preference that it's worked for me and my students have always been to use composition books. And if you're going to use loose leaf paper or different paper templates, then give them a writing folder as well. When thinking about engaging students with the center, allowing them to see this place as a place that's going to help them grow as a writer, tip number four is to include yearly resource materials in your centers. Now, although students would usually have their own set of reference materials, I would always keep extra sets of what they have personally inside of the writing center. If students are working in pairs or working by themselves or working specifically during workshop, this is going to keep your students from running to their desk to search for a thesaurus ring or a show-don't-tell chart example. It's going to keep them from pulling out their writing office or their reference helpers and leaving it somewhere outside of their desk or the place where you need to make sure they know where to find it for their own references. So I would keep any reference material that students have access to and have explored with in the writing center. This is typically a small group or a strategy group amount, so I'm talking six to eight copies max. It works great to print many because this is going to save space and also allows you to use storage containers or hang these references on your wall if you have wall space. The thing about resource materials are that they can be displayed in so many ways, but my favorites are creating reference binders. This is a binder where full page charts are organized into the binder and divided with tabs. The students can simply open the binder, flip to whatever skill or strategy they are looking for reference materials for, and then the full page sheets are right there for them. 
If it's in a binder to preserve the life, I would recommend laminating the sheets or simply, and easier, putting them into sheet protectors. I also love hanging anchor charts that are going to be used repeatedly onto the wall if you have wall space. And the mini charts can be hole punched and attached with a binder ring, and those I simply like to keep inside of a pencil container, or I like to put push pins on the wall and hang them directly there. If you have like turned away, I want you to pause and come back. This is so important. It is super, super vital to not just view this writing center as a place where students are rotating for 45 minutes and then that's it. The station's closed. No, no, no. This is an open access location in the room where students can visit any time. It is a place, a center, a space where I encourage students to go. If we are doing a conference together and their materials are not readily accessible, I have them go to the writing center and grab what they need, bring it back so that we can talk about it. Something else that I also like to keep inside of the center is dictionaries. Make this center fluid and flexible. Encourage students to grab a resource ring, a reference booklet, or a dictionary and further their learning that way. Although I could go on and on and on and on and on about all of the writing centers that I have set up and effectively have used over the years, I want to kind of wrap this up with one final tip, especially if you are just starting writing centers or looking to refine your practice. And tip number five is to constantly reflect. Pay attention to what is working and what needs assistance and immediate attention. Seek the feedback of colleagues, blogs, or even Instagram. There is truly no perfect writing center like a one-stop shop. It has to be done this way. You have to really tailor it to what your students need, but a writing center can be super effective. Now, one thing that I like to tell the teachers that I talk to and work with is to keep some caution tape on deck. Now, this Caution tape is not going to mark a crime scene, but just like the classroom library, if things are a hot mess, you need to close the center down. Caution tape that baby and have conversations with your students. Figure out what you can do on your end to make it flow better. Invite small groups of students to begin using parts of the center or the entire center each day until it is a place that is fully open and functioning again. You have permission to close the center down if it is not functioning the way that you envisioned and serving your students in the way that it is designed to serve them. I truly believe that being aware and constantly reflecting on what I see day in and day out, week after week, is what has helped my centers to be effective and to be used by students. I am almost positive that we will revisit writing centers as the school year begins, but now is the time where you can begin refining your current center or creating elements of your new center, those elements that you desire to see and that you want your students to engage with. This is a great time of year to think about this. You have the same hours in the school day 
And the days may seem longer if your kiddos are checked out, but a writing center will spice up your learning day and will add the spark that you all need right now. Think about the Writing Center as being a safe place, a place where you want your students to run to and to feel comfortable and to really, really enjoy. That is the environment that you want to strive to create for your students, and it does take some reflecting. Maybe something that you try isn't really working with your group, so remove it. Maybe you see that you're not really seeing what you want. Add something new. It is all experimental to design the perfect writing space, but ultimately, there should be lots of student choice, there should be different materials for them to explore with, and it should involve resources and references that is going to help them even outside of your literacy workstation time. Okay, as I said before, I am going to leave the links in the show notes to some great Writing Center starter activities like the Writing Center posters, the writing paper templates, monthly writing activities, seasonal literacy ideas, as well as some amazing writing reference materials that you can house in your very own Writing Center. Design a space that you love and can make available to your students. You got this. Oh, I love questions like this. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or you can ask any literacy questions in my private Facebook group, The Literacy Dive. I will also link to that in the show notes. Come on over if you are an upper elementary ELA teacher or if you can find value with that age and grade level of content. It is a newer group, but I'm looking forward to learning and growing with the other teachers inside of it, and I hope to see you in there. I cannot wait to bring you content all summer long, and again, I invite you to ask me questions. This summer, I will be doing some episodes that I'm just going to call Q&A episodes, and I'll be doing these off and on all summer long. I cannot wait. It's been a blast chatting about writing centers, and I cannot wait to dive into the next topic with you next week. Thank you for listening to The Literacy Dive. If you would like to connect with Megan, you can find her on Instagram at Miss Peace Style. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes of The Literacy Dive. Until next time.